Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I am so happy that you're here today. You don't want to miss this interview with my new friend, Michelle. Michelle Eldridge is a force to be reckoned with. A mere eight years ago, she was homeless and addicted to drugs. She found the profession of direct sales industry and as a mom of two on her own, broke, no savings, no car, no job. She had been sober six years at the time. Even still, nobody would hire her. This industry was her real first chance. Fast forward to today, she's a leader and in the top 1% in her company, a speaker and a great friend to many. Her children have a completely different life. The cycle has now ended. Michelle believes that being herself and being coachable is what helped her achieve her success. She says, your biggest gift is no one else is like you. No one else has your vibe, your energy, and the world needs you. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. I love this. How are you? Hello. I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have met you. I've heard such wonderful things from some of your friends, and thank you for taking the time out of your very busy day to come on here and and um, I'm hoping, I th- well, not hoping, but I know that we're going to give some help out there to some of the listeners and offer some value to them. So that's the most important thing. So thank you so sure. much. And uh, yeah, if you could just let us know a little bit about who you are and and how your story began. Sure. So I am, you know, I'm one of those people who you you may like, I don't know if you've ever been in a small town, but I grew up in a teeny tiny town where everybody knew everybody's business. And if they didn't, they made it up. And that was normal for me. Everybody around me was on drugs. My uncles, my, my, you know, this, that, the other, my mom, um, my dad, who wasn't around, but they all were doing all this stuff. And that's what, you know, I grew up around. Um, And I grew up thinking, I'm never going to be like this right? Like, I'm just not going to be like that. And so I went to school and I got good grades and all these things. And fast forward, I moved in with my dad who I had not seen uh, at 14. And so that was really awkward and weird. He had his own family. Um, I actually moved in with him at 13. And uh, 14, I sneak out to go with this little boyfriend that I had. And um, I ended up being raped by a, by his cousin who was in the military. He was in for, for like two days. And um, 
long story short, that really rocked me. And because, you know, I wasn't taught to deal with emotion, everybody around me was just numb. They were just existing and, you know, going through life. There was no anything that I knew internally to try to deal with it. I couldn't understand why I blame myself or why do I feel so dirty or, you know, talk to somebody about it. Long story short uh, with that is nothing ever happened to him. Uh, the, the way that it, it was, was the police were like, you shouldn't have snuck out. Well, no kidding. You know, I know wow. <laughs> I'm aware, you know, but at the time, I wish that I'd had someone that was like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to talk, talk to me. Mm, Let's work yes. through this somehow, even if they didn't know how that just wasn't the case. And so I turned to what I saw and what I knew. Um, I started smoking marijuana. I started, you know, doing pain pill here, there, whatever, taking it. And it wasn't like, cause it wasn't like I didn't know where it was or how to get it. It was everywhere. Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. all around me. And so I did that for, for years and I ended up in jail. I went to rehab five times uh, before I was ever 21. I spent my 21st birthday in jail and it was like, I don't know. It wasn't until I met my husband who's I've been with almost 10 years now. Um, I met him and he's similar. He has a similar background as me. I just got out of jail. He just got out of prison and we met and it was the first time that I felt something for another human Aww. in so many years that it just shocked me. Like, I was just like, how do I keep this feeling? What, what is that? And, um, I decided that it just, that I was willing to take all the extra hurt and all the things back just to feel the love I had Aww, for him and get, and give it all up. Like I just had to, I had to give it up. Rehab didn't do it. Nothing. <laughs> it was a decision I had to make, even though it was hard. I mean, it was not easy <laughs> sweating in that room with the door shut, knowing that the stuff was just on the other side of the room, but I did it. And fast forward, we have, you know, a son and a daughter and my husband ends up getting shot. He's um, driving down the road. Don't know what happened. Bullet comes through the window and his truck hits an artery in his arm. It's insane. And he suffers from PTSD and then uh, bipolar, schizophrenia, all these things start happening. I can't get him any help. He has to say he needs help, they say. And um, he believes it's real. Like it's this alternate reality where you walk on eggshells all the time. Like it is, it was so scary for two years straight. And I kept telling the police, I'm like, something bad is going to happen. And he ended up almost cutting his brother's head off literally oh. and being arrested and that is what finally got him help but that is also when I was on my own here I am I've got these two kids I have no savings no car no money no babysitter no nothing I, I'm trying to get a job even if even though I didn't have a babysitter or a car nobody would hire me even though at this point it had been I've been six years six years almost seven and they still wouldn't even nothing, not the dollar store. You must so, have been so alone at that time. It was, it was, I was so depressed. Like it was like, I lost the only friend I ever knew. Yeah. I'd never had a real friend. Like that human connection. Until my husband, like he was, I don't even know how he broke through. 
but it was the most devastating thing on the planet. But it's like, you know, like on an airplane when turbulence happens. Yes. If you look at the flight attendant and she's chill, you're like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But if she's holding on, she's got this, you know, crazy look on her face, then everybody else gets scared too. Yeah. So I kind of think, okay, I have to keep my composure because my kids are watching me because they went through this whole thing with me, with him, and they're small, very small. And, and then they're seeing me, what is, she, you know, what, what, what am I going to show them? And, um, so we have nothing, you know, I, I get on my phone and I'm like, what about those scam things? Like, I don't want to scam anybody, but is there not a legitimate right. something that I could do to make money from home? And I Google and I Google and I Google and I didn't want something like, oh, you got to pay to get paid or you got to buy something every month. Blah, blah. I, I couldn't do that. I had no money, yes. <laughs> but like, it just didn't sound like, how is that helping me? Right. So I looked until I found something that was like, no inventory, no, none of that, but it did cost like 200 bucks. That was like a million. Oh me. yeah. So what did I do? Ah. <laughs> And mind you, I'm going to tell you it's makeup. Okay. And I didn't wear makeup, knew nothing about it at all. And I went through, I said, I'm going to do this. I took pictures off my wall, what little clothes that I had. And I went through all my kids toys and I sold them on Facebook until I got $231. That's how much it was tax shipping and all for that whole big thing of makeup mm. so that I could start. And nobody in that town liked me they all knew that you know i used to be on the streets because i was homeless they it was just a small town and everybody knew everything right so i didn't have family or friends to like you know how they say people teach people to contact their family and friends when they do that well there was none of that for me right like i didn't have that so i'm like what can i do that's not weird but still make this happen because my lights are fixing to get cut off and I could have used that money to pay that bill. Oh yeah, of course. You sound very determined though. Oh my God. Well, I like, it was like a now or never. It was like, I felt like it was my turn. He had, my husband had kept me up for, for four years at this point. And I'd never depended on a soul in my life until him. And so it was like a whole different me having like, the gift of desperation, that's what I call it. Like I almost had no choice. Yeah, sure. Could I've got, you know, a check for my kids every month from the government? Could I got, you know, I already had food stamps right at the time. I could have done that because all I had was a light bill, but I would have still been carless. I would, you know, so many things. I just didn't want that. What a great gift to give to yourself to find a way, like you were saying, out of desperation, to find a way to do that. Looking back now, if you hadn't taken that risk, who knows if you would be in the same spot? Like, I hear that so much. My ma- kids would probably be taken away right oh, now. I hear that so many times that people who succeed, they have to start to scramble and find something to start with. And then it just, you know, you believe in yourself and you take that chance. It's so hard sometimes to do that when you're like, oh my God, I have so many other things that I need this money for. But you did, you right. did that. You started with you and that's so important. And that's part of the show, right? 
is giving something right. to yourself to change your life. That's amazing. And that story with your husband, wow, like a love story. Oh my God, you got me. Like, I was like, he is my, he's my everything. And when, and that, you know, you think you hear, like when I grew up and, you know, on TV, this or that, here you gotta give each other a hundred percent. And it's like, he's 50 and I'm 50. And, and we just kind of, it, it just works when he needs picked up now I'm able to do it, but he carried me for a long time. And so anyway, so I did that. And, um, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to have to do it on Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to have to make new friends and I'm going to have to tell people what I used to be, be straight about it from the jump. I'm going to M&M everybody, tell them all the bad things about me and then just do it. And that's what I did. I, I literally got on live videos and I'm like, listen, I know nothing about makeup. I know that you, most of you probably know that I used to be homeless and on drugs and in jail and in rehab and that all my family are the same. I understand that you know that, but that is irrelevant to anything exactly. that I'm fixing to show you. Okay. If I can do this and make it look decent, I promise you that you can. And that is what done it i'd be done in five minutes these women would love it and it just kept getting better and better because i kept showing up looking dumb like i felt like the dumbest person in the world but i was yes and people could relate to that because i was far from perfect my kids were everywhere my air conditioner was loud i was sweating i was scared to death every time i pushed the go live button like when new people join my team, they're like, I'm afraid of going live. I'm like, I'm still afraid sometimes, mm. you, know? you know, but it's just, do you want it bad enough? It's, it's how bad do you want it? And if you don't, that's cool. But I don't have a choice. Like to me, I feel like what other option was there? I'm uncomfortable, me? but so what? I still got to do it. I don't want my, you should be very proud of yourself. Well, I am, I am proud. I'm proud that I was ignorant enough to know that I didn't know anything mm. like, uh, that I could learn anything, but that I didn't know that, that I could still do it without knowing anything. And I would look, okay, how do you do these at home things? I didn't know the terms, you know, like direct sales or marketing. I didn't know any of that. And so it's pure resilience. <laughs> I'm, I'm determined to find somebody to teach me how to do this without, you know, being one of those weird people. And so I find, you know, I find coaches and it changed, it changed everything for me. Within a month, everything had completely shifted I had grew a team and then within six months I was in the top 1% That's amazing. of my company and I still am, but it only took me six months. Once I got direction from somebody else, you know, um, it sounds like all you needed was somebody to believe in you. You know, you met your husband, exactly he believed in you. You believed in yourself, you know, and you weren't afraid to say, I don't know what I'm doing like imperfect action. Like that's what I did. I didn't know anything about business either. And I'm like, you know what? 
if these people can do it, like, why am I so dumb that I can't do it? Like, let's just figure it out. And as I need to learn things, I'll learn things. Like, you know, but that makes you genuine, right? And that's why people love you so much because you're real. I love that about you. And I think, too, we say the word real. A lot of people throw that word around, that real, authentic. They say these words, but the, the real definition and the real what what it actually is is a feeling yes it's not, it's not something you are it's something you feel and something that other people can actually feel and it, it's not a trend you know what i mean it's when people can tell that you have pure intentions even though you like everybody makes mistakes i'm sure that i've made way worse than a lot of people but when you can just bear it all and be like, this is me. There is nothing I can do about anything that happened before. What is it that I can do to help what can happen now and in my future? Either we, we get to decide if we are going to let that past self stay with us and hold us down forever, or we can use it to help other people. And that is what I do. Because they see me and they say, well, if she can, just like you just said, if she can, well, I can. That's right. I think that's so important just to know that anybody can learn anything. Yeah, it's true. You just have to apply yourself. You just have to want it bad enough, just like what you said. And it's not something that just happens for other people. Like, well, <laughs> yes. that's a great story. <laughs> um that that that's so good for her lucky. but that could never yeah got lucky i love that one it's my <laughs> favorite of all of them <laughs> you're so blessed listen okay i am blessed i'm not lucky i think and and you know i worked for this okay that's like, it i worked for this and that's it so hard and you know i tried to show people and still do I tried to take them on my journey with me. So every fail, F-A-I-L, every time that I failed, they knew. They still know. When I, when I don't do something that I'm shooting for, they know. Because I want them to know that life isn't one corner in your house, perfectly situated, and you're taking a perfect picture. That's not what life is. When you, when you, you know, everybody... It's just, okay, for instance, you see on social media, uh, maybe this couple that you think are <laughs> like goals or something. Photoshop. All, all the pictures are perfect and they're happy in the pictures. But then in person, she is sad. She wants to leave. She has no option. I, I show the mess. I show them all of it because that's part of me. Just like it's a part of them. It's okay to have the mess. That that's I think people are so some people are so uh they want so much to to live, I guess, through people who appear to be perfect to them. Exact and I don't know why that is. Like everybody wears a mask. Everybody wears a mask. And you can't, you just don't know what's behind somebody's walls. You just don't know. That's why it was so important. We were talking on another interview about 
why it's so important to be kind to people and not not assume because you could really you could be the difference between somebody jumping off that bridge and somebody turning the other way you know yep. you just got to be so careful yep it's just like so in february so i was diagnosed with hepatitis a when i was 18 years old and i've had it my whole life and it never you know bothered me in february um something happened triggered it my liver started attacking me and ever since i've been dealing with it but people had no idea and because i didn't want them to feel sorry for me um but i wasn't doing as many videos because it would swell me up and i would do this so i would have people in my inbox oh did you quit or uh <laughs> did you do you just get so many customers now that you don't uh, have to do videos anymore and I'm just wow. thinking to myself if you knew me at all you would know that that would never be the case ever first of all and number two can you imagine if I wasn't personally developed enough what that could have felt like yes yes me? devastating like it could have made me want to quit like it's just like what are you okay that's what I wanted to say back is are you okay? Yes. Because yes, it's thank in you. them. It's not actually me. Thank you. Yes. Right. I appreciate you saying that because so much of bullying and so much of hatred is about the person who's giving it out. Oh yeah. But wow, that was such a hateful thing people. to say. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at first I'm not going to lie. It stung a little yes. bit, but, and then I thought, you know, I've been, I have hundreds maybe even a thousands of videos that I've done over the last three years. And I'm like, no, it's not me. It's really not me. And, and when I finally come out with it, you know, I was, I had a couple friends who pushed me lovingly, um, to do it. Um, everybody was, you know, you could see the difference. That sp specific person commented on the video where we told it and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. No. And that's, and that's everybody. Yes. And we, and you know what? You have no idea. A lot of, a lot of people are guilty of that. You know, like nobody's perfect. We all do it at some point or another. Oh yeah. Perception is everything. Like, okay, here's a story. This is a good one. Um, so say that this, this man, he, he has two sons. He's by himself. He was robbed. He was put in his trunk. Okay. And the trunk is what ended up killing him because he couldn't get out. He tried and he tried and he tried and he couldn't get out. The two sons come to where the dad died. The, one gets in the trunk. The other stands outside. The boy keeps trying to get out, get out, get out, trying to see how his dad had tried to get out. And he was like, I can't get out. Can you open this? He told his other brother, he told his brother to do it. He come and open the, he come push the button. He said, why couldn't I hit it? Seems like it's so close. He was like, because you weren't coming far enough left. And he's like, that it's that perspective. You only have your own. If you don't have any outside perspective, you don't see anything any differently than your way. We all, and you don't do. know different. Yeah, it's exactly, that's what I'm saying. You only know what you know. And until you know anything, it's just, it's per, your own perception. We just have to remember that it's not always true. 
It's not always correct. What we see is not always accurate. Instagram is the worst. I feel like like <laughs> you go on there and everybody's life is like a dream. <laughs> and I'll have girls on my team. They're like, I don't look like her. Like, I'm like, do you see the gap in my teeth? Do I? Like, I have an underbite. You are gorgeous. Like, please don't compare yourself at all. Like, you're enough just like you are. <laughs> like, you were made perfectly. This, this is, you know, she was gave a beautiful face. She also paid for a lot of it. Yes. Okay. And that's her prerogative. And if she loves it, that's great. But you're beautiful, even, you know, just the way you are. It's just this, you see like magazines and stuff like that. It's just like, who am I actually good enough? Will I ever fit into what's supposed to be? And it's scary for the young girls who don't know different. And they don't have an ugly stage anymore. Have you saw like they go straight into being women. And I'm like, that's scary. It's very scary. I don't, I don't have a daughter, but it is scary. I have a four-year-old and I am scared to death. Like I truly couldn't be more scared of what, oh. Like my son is 13. He's barely 90 pounds. And that's just, he's tiny. But him and some of his friends are like, I'm fat. I'm I'm like, are you kidding? And these are boys. I'm like, I can't imagine girls. And I'm like, really? Oh my God. It's so tough. And he's just 13. So tough. If you like, if you could even take half of the things that you, you taught me today and that you shared with us and you do that with your kids. Wow. I could see you being such an incredible, incredible, involved, powerful mom. That that's my whole thing. That was what this whole thing was for. In my head, it was an act. Like at first it wasn't, I didn't have the vision, right? I knew I could do it, but it was, what am I going to show them? Yes. Am I, am I just going to show them that when stuff gets hard, you just lay down or you figure it out somehow, some way. And it sounds like you've been hit with a lot of challenges in your life and a lot of difficult, difficult things that you had to just figure out. Yeah. I mean, I had my first kid. I don't, I don't have her. I had her at 18 years old or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. 19. And I I gave her away. I was, I found out I was pregnant seven weeks pregnant in jail. They took me to the doctor in there every month with shackles and handcuffs. I didn't get an extra tray. I didn't get anything. And when I had her, I had to go straight back. So, um, I gave her to my I guess she would be my grandma, but she's, she's my step grandma. She's really young. Um, I think she was like 40 at the time. And this has been years ago now, but I've, I've made a lot of decisions that I would not do again. If I had it to do over, I wouldn't change anything, but I'm a different person now, but all I wanted was to, I didn't know what to do with her and I didn't want her to be me at that time. I was still, you know, gone. And, and I, after that, it was a year later that I had got, I'd met Michael and, 
you know, things started changing, but I wouldn't change that for anything. I've got like, I feel like sometimes I feel like it's wrong to feel anything like a habit. It's a habit to not want to feel the bad things or even the good things. Sometimes like, like when you said you should be proud, I instantly, you know, kind of, you know, tensed up, like you shouldn't say that about me. Right. Like, I don't know if I'm worthy of that. You know, it's still something that you, that I fight with all the time is feeling worthy enough for the life that, you know, I've created for, for my kids and what it's not fair, but nothing really is. So every day, I'm always telling people like on my stories on Instagram, Facebook, I'm like, just know no matter what happened yesterday or today, you are enough. You are awesome just as you are and you are worthy. I love you. Even if I don't know you, because I know what it feels like to feel like there's no one in the world that you can talk. Nobody cares. Nobody likes you. You're just utterly worthless like which isn't true but it's just the way they make you feel and the way that they are better than you know the way that they put themselves above you but it honestly has nothing with your value it has nothing to but in that moment that's how they make you feel you don't you don't know to separate the two things right exactly when somebody's always you only know when you know yes and getting which is too bad because it's so hard it's so bad sometimes because you just want to know then right and then stop the suffering it's like did i have to wait this long to get the memo like yeah <laughs> sometimes so i'm true. just like okay i guess i learned the hard way here but here we are <laughs> you've come a long way it's amazing you know you're so inspirational and i know you don't like to receive those compliments I try. (laughs) One of the episodes I just did before yours was all about how we can't, you know, like fake, like humility, right? Like we can't accept, you know, because it's like, no, 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 that's not me. And why I know, but we're so hard on ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. It's so tough. And I think women is worse. Like, I think we do it worse than men, but I even, I even, I know that men do it as well. It's just in a different way. It's a completely different way. Society brings us up. And, and and then you have this pat your your patterns are set, you know. Mm. And when you start challenging them, and that's what it takes is one at a time, challenge those patterns that are your instincts. Like driving to say you're driving to the grocery store, and there's two different ways, but you always go the same way every time. <laughs> it's true. Change, change it. You know what I mean? Like you don't even think about it start challenging those little habits that's how i changed everything is one little pattern change at a time and i'm still doing that i'm still finding patterns that i fall in like even with females like friends when i was in high school i was treated really bad by females and so when i got in a makeup company i was really distant from anyone that i did that wasn't on my team because i was afraid of how i'd be treated because of a pattern 10 years ago makes sense though Mm -hmm. and i I realized that pattern a year 
after I'd stayed so far to myself and and then slowly started opening up to people outside of my team and now I'm friends with everybody but it's just those little tweaks that you got to find in yourself and you know them like it could be something as little as um driving down the road and somebody drives away that you don't like and it just upsets you so much that you go home and you talk about it to somebody why is it that you feel like you know what i mean like you have to question all those things i've learned so much <laughs> by asking myself why do i think like this hello <laughs> and i find it's true and i find our generation is getting better every generation is getting better at realizing and learning and being open yes, and not yes. being like no i know everything and i'm so stubborn <laughs> that i don't want to you know but it's true like and i i'm hoping that our kids will be even you know more and developed. it's not because we're better than the last generation it's just it evolves you know yeah that's the whole that's that's everything yes i mean yes. and that's what it's supposed to be and i think this time right now through this whole pandemic thing I really think that it's been good for a lot of people. And I do believe there are people that wish that they weren't home. Maybe there's kids in bad homes. And I really, that strikes me. I don't, I don't like that part or maybe they don't have food, but what I do like is people have really had to sit down most people and take a look around and create a new normal. Yes. And actually engage like with their kids or, you know, any with their spouse, with their parents, calling their family, checking on them, making sure that they're okay. Call. Whereas before we were just moving so fast. Like I felt like, I feel like this slowed us down. Yes. Yes. Really that. I, I really believe that. Yeah. No, I like I really that. Do. Slowed us down to speed us up. It's so true. So true. And it's how, how has it been for you? Well, I work um, in the medical area so Whoa. yeah so i haven't had a day off but i'm not like front lines or anything but i'm an essential worker so i haven't had any time off and then i started a couple wow. of new businesses at the same time so i've been more busy than you're ever. an mvp man so i've been working <laughs> like 80 hours a week for the last Whoa. four months but you know when you love what you're doing it doesn't feel like work i'm learning and i'm learning and I have, that's it right there. I honestly felt more tired in my 40 hour week when I didn't like what I was doing than I do in my eight. It's just part of what I'm doing. It's not like I'm going to work or I'm, you know, COVID honestly has created opportunity. Yeah. I think, you know, and I, you know, it was terrible. I wish it had never happened. So many people died and, you know, I went into developing country um, just before it happened. And now a lot of those people are starving and it makes my heart oh. ache. I saw your your website yeah. and I watched that trailer oh, did you? and it was the most beautiful. Everybody needs to go see that. Like for real, if you haven't, you need to tell them what it is because they've got to watch it. It's the most heartwarming thing. It was, it was, it was. It was heartwarming. It was just, we did a quick, we did a mission trip and it was about music and it's on my website, but I'll put it on the show notes. But it, the people that I accompanied with there, their name was Fundamaya and they were working. I'm not kidding. Like they were leaving their families at home. These are volunteers and workers and they were wow. going around the clock since COVID started and 
they were being escorted by government officials to go into these towns to bring food for these people. And these people are hanging white flags to say, we have no food, we're starving. Yesterday, I got a message because I've been in contact with them every week since I've been back. They're like my extended family. And I got a message yesterday saying that four of them have caught COVID, the volunteers. So, oh no. Yeah. So they've had to stop all operations. So it's so like I'm getting goosebumps, like just talking about it because now those people have nobody. So that is heartbreaking. And we're over here. Yes. Like honestly, some of the stuff that is happening is so sad. Like you, like we're complaining about being bored. They're starving and. Gosh, it just bothers me. Like, and you're worried about if somebody's wearing their mask or not. Worry about you. Are are you starving? Most likely you're not. And if you are, you have a way out. There, that's so messed up. And it's, you know, I didn't mean to turn the topic onto that, but it is very sad because it's just, yeah, it's such a big part of life, you know, and people come and they... I talked about this the other day on the podcast and it makes me so angry because people are just complaining about being bored and the kids are like, oh, video games and this and that. I'm like, dude, you're alive, dude. Like some of the kids on that beautiful video you mentioned when I left Mm. got sick and they're okay. But then there was dengue fever when I left right after. And so I they were suffering is, but... dengue fever is it's dead. It's deadly. And some of the people caught that. Oh, and then it was like, I came back two days before the airplanes got shut down. And, you know, I hate to say this because I'm happy to be home in Canada and I'm happy to live here and be safe and be with my family. But my husband and my son were with me. And honestly, I would have been fine being stuck there. Like I wish that I had been two days later and, I wanted to you be able to, I wanted to be able to stay and do something, you know, help them. Right. And we had planned to and go, now you feel just oh, trapped because awful. you can't. Yeah. And I just found this out last night and I was like, oh my God, really? So the people, the first responders, the people who are helping are now getting sick. What are we going to do? So it's so hard, so hard. It's not fair. Like, I, I mean, I really think that we are so so many people are just so entitled like that entitlement is one of the things that just drives me crazy uh because you've been where you've had you've been homeless like i don't know what that yeah i don't know what that's like you know it's like a when you've been in play in in a place like that everything you're grateful for everything even more even more i think i am so appreciative of everything because of that and it that makes me such a better person it's like I knew how to budget five dollars to feed my kids for a week wow like a hundred dollars was like a million for me and now the number that's like my broke number my broke number then was nothing right zero nothings not a credit card, nothing. My broke now is not broke. Like, you know what I mean? And you can't, you just can't picture, one of my friends told me, I can't remember the country, but they gave, they went and they brought clothes to kids. Oh, um, I can't remember the country. Mm-hmm. 
But this little boy cried when he was handed underwear. So grateful for some underwear. And I'm like, my kids are truly like, our country is so babied. We, we are just like little babies that are pampered and spoiled. And there's so much that if we could just all do one little thing, can you imagine how big that would be? Yes. Yes. That's what I said to my son. I said to him, I said, you have 400 kids in your school. Go and talk to them about what you did. And he's very shy, so he won't do that. But I'm like, if you get the principal to start a challenge, don't even do it yourself. Get the principal to start a challenge. If every single kid took one day of that year, we do a homeless thing once a year, right? But if everybody did one day, the whole year would be covered in our small town and everybody would benefit. Like, And it would be such a small thing to do one day. One thing, yeah. You that's, know? that's where you have to start. Like, yeah. like and then the feeling you get, mm. feeling you exactly. get makes you want to do it again. And you're going to keep that's doing it. it. It's not, it's, it's, a, it, you know, people are like, it's so selfless. It's actually for me, when I do good things, it's selfish because it makes me feel good, right? Like it makes me feel good to be able to do something for somebody else. Like, why wouldn't you want more of that? But just one thing. You have to start with something, even if it was, you know, one, one person cook a meal and bring it to somebody who lives that you alone. See on the side of the road or yeah. somebody, you know, that maybe their family's in the hospital, they can't go visit them, bring them some food, bring them, you know, there's so many little things that Call we consider them. little <laughs> that are big to so many other people that we could do. Like even to just call them, like so yeah. many elderly people are so alone and they don't talk to people. For oh, yes, they are. Or two weeks. And all you have to do is pick, say, hey, are you still, you know, how you doing? Did you, did you eat today? Did you, even if you, ha I always say love is free. It doesn't cost anything to be nice. Amen. Doesn't Amen. cost anything to be nice. Like in your story that you told us, so many opportunities that somebody could have come and said, hey. Michelle, how are you doing? Hey, Michelle, do, do you need something? How can I help you? You know, and everybody turned their back and it had nothing to do with you. But what's wrong with people? Like, it, it, I know you're now And now they know and they late. message me and tell me, if you need something, let me know. Thank I'm you. Like, but maybe they learn their lesson for the next time. I just hope that they've learned something and when they see the next person, cause one day that could be them. Oh my, know? they don't realize M most people it's either that good thing only happens for other people or that bad thing will never happen to me. And it, then it happens. So yes, never it, it say can happen never. in a blink. You just don't realize how fast things can change. And how many people, like you can figure out, that's what I was saying. Like I never had anybody and it was so insane to me that this, that as much as I'd done that I was still, there was some kind of feeling in me left when I, when I met my husband and when we, you know, he could see got it. to know each other, whatever, like I could, I could feel he was like a real, there was no 
he didn't want anything else from me, you know, and he didn't talk mean to me, you know, it was just, he respected me, treated me like a human. Not and he like didn't, he didn't see you less than. Yeah, he yeah. didn't know. That's beautiful. And I'm so glad you guys are still together and you've got your family and this is amazing. Well, now he's, so I will say, I do want to, I want to let everybody know he, he's, um, he gets a shot every month and he's like, good as gold now everything is you know being managed and um so I, I do want to say that because we left him yes we did <laughs> yeah we'll so. call the podcast and what happened to him <laughs> we'll leave you hanging on the next episode we'll talk about <laughs> whoops sorry you know if it must feel really nice to laugh now looking back you know but Wow, you pro you've gone through a lot. It definitely wasn't funny at the no, time. No, no, and you've gone through so many struggles. For anybody that's listening right now that feels they have no one, how do they find that one little bit of hope inside of themselves? Is there anything that I know when you're there, it's kind of you just grasp onto every to anything you can. But is there anything that? maybe from your experience you could tell that person because i'm sure that there's somebody listening that feels like that's it there's nowhere up from here it happens all the time it is a hard it's a hard question because i'm trying to put myself there and and it might not be the same for each person no it, it'll never be the same but when you're in that there's nowhere to go but up but when it's so heavy on you that you're not sure if you'll ever make it out of that place, that feeling, you have to ask yourself, you, you have to, you have to dig so deep and find your strength in there because you've made it through. I'm sure of it. Like you've made it through so much. What's one more thing. And, and you have to remember that obviously it's not going to be, overnight but you you have to tell yourself i am a warrior like i it's in me i have to pull it out and 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 maybe it's not for you necessarily at the beginning because that's hard but if it's just to be done it's got to happen when you're in that place you have to lie to yourself a little bit even if you don't believe it you have to, or you'll stay there. I, I didn't believe one ounce in myself, but I believed that it was possible yes. to come out of such a dark place. And there was many of nights that I cried myself to sleep. There was, you know, so many times that I was ashamed of who I was and just the way that people would look at me. But I knew deep down inside that I was a warrior and that there was nothing that had killed me or stopped me yet and that I was going to make it somehow. And I, I didn't know how at the time. But it, it, when you know, you know that you know that you know that somehow you can come out of it, you will. Do you believe that if you listen, you'll see a, some kind of sign that'll say, hey, just take that chance? 
you have to and it's like and it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be hard it's going to be that that'll be the choice right there whether you stay or whether you climb out because i have you know with what i do my girls they'll be talking to people and they're like well they really want to do it she's a single mom but she doesn't have the money uh to do it and i'm like you can't tell me you don't have the money you we you you know we really get the money and tell her what i did but if she's so set on i don't have it i can't get it then she's not really there yes. you know what i mean like she's not to that point and nobody can get somebody to that point but if you keep telling yourself it's worth the risk even when it's scaring you to death you'll make it wow thank you that's beautiful I learned, I learned from Sean. Sean Coe was a, another interviewer too. And I'm learning from everybody. And he said something I hadn't heard before. Maybe he got it from someone, I don't know. And he says, you can't take a step forward and a step backward at the same time. Mm, that's good. I like that. You can't. And at the beginning, you might be doing three steps back, half a step forward, you know, yep. but you keep doing it. It's still movement. Just don't stay where you are. You know, and if you have to shake somebody and make them listen, do it. Yeah. Because, you know, honestly, like we need to like learn from each other here. Like we're all just, we're all we're just, just learning. learning. Yeah. We're, we've all never done this before. It's, it's, it's a learning experience for everybody. And when we open ourselves up to the fact that it is that it is an experience to learn and grow. If you if you're not so closed off that you're like, I've, I've been told a million times, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. And I was merely I, like, I was dying for so long that it scares me how many years mm, that too. I was, that I wasted because I was so set in, you know, one thing but it's different now. I grow every single day. I grew, I grew from this conversation. I will grow, you know, because I crave it now. It's, it's a new, it's a good feeling. Yes. It's yeah. a, it's, I it's was very, yes. And you get to, it's, it's probably the best choice I've ever made. One of the very best. I used to be very close to other people's opinions. Mine was right. And I was stubborn and, you know, and it closed people off. And, you know, I'd like to say that, it's not just the people who have challenges in life that go through this rich people have these problems. Yep. Everybody you know, does. it's not just people who are homeless or people who have been raped or people who have grown up in a different situation. It's not, it's, it's everybody. everybody. It's just, you know, not everybody is courageous enough yet to tell their story. That's it. That's it. And, it, and, and to me, honestly, you everybody has when you when you grow up a certain way you all have challenges the middle class like the quote unquote middle class they have to fight for everything they get every single thing that they get nothing is gauge to them and and so they're Hard really working. proud people and and they're you know and then the rich they feel i, I believe that they feel sometimes like they're almost belittled by people because they have money. It's true. It's and true. Have, we don't give know, them a fair chance. It's just so everybody has 
something like my story is not unique it's not it's not anything special it's about something that's inside of a human every single human when you can go from hopeless to having a vision right go from no friends at all to having so many friends you can't count them all feeling like you're stuck and you'll never get out to living a life that you never thought that you can have and whatever that means to you it doesn't have to necessarily be money it could be just better relationships and that's the life you want that's enough whatever it is that you long for is enough and and it's cool to be grateful for what you have 100 but don't fault yourself for wanting more or something different yeah and there's, please there's give some of that things wrong with that. yeah and turn around and give some of that to other people who need it you know yep yep just keep paying it it's, forward it feels good it does that, it, i always just, say yeah i always say that helping other people was my best therapy over Mm-hmm. paid therapy at the end of the day that's what makes you feel good yep. nothing can replace that you know and and then so in in rank makers my coach ray and jessica higman they do this thing it's like it's called wealth wednesday and yes we give, i heard of this every wednesday it's like a, a day of the week right and it just basically kind of made my brain believe because i started out as a rank maker i now work for them but Two and a half years ago, that's what I started out as, and I was broke. I didn't have a quarter to to give to somebody. Like, what am I going to do, hand them a quarter? So I took the quarter to the gas station and put it in the little change slot so that if somebody was short, it was there. That's all I could do at first, right? But I did it every time. And as, you know, as time went on and I kept working, I was able to do more and more and more and more. And it gave me the conclusion that the more money I make, the more good I can do. But let me ask you this though. The feeling does not increase by the amount of money you give. No. What you gave that one quarter just felt just as good as you being able to give somebody more. Yeah. At first, like I was at first when I, you know, he said it, I almost resented him because I didn't have any money. I was like, well, what about the people who don't have anything in my mind? But I'm like, when I decided to open myself up just a little bit, challenge what it is that I'm thinking, I realized I do have something. He didn't, he said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the amount is, just do something. Did it even have to be money or could it have been? On Wednesday, it has to be money for a stranger. Like, so they can't like with family, sometimes if you give them money, they can attach it to like, I owe you or whatever. When it's a stranger, they can't conclude anything, but that was a good deed, you know? And, and so I've done that for over two years now. And it's, it's changed how I think it, it, I don't know. It's just a good, good, obviously we don't only give on Wednesdays, but that's specifically for only Wednesdays. Don't give any other day, (laughs) but a Wednesday. Okay. That's, but we, I don't know. I think if we all just done a little, I, I keep saying that, but I, I just feel like. I love that you gave, I keep interrupting you because I don't want to forget what I'm going to say. And I'm sorry about that. I tend oh, to do that oh, a lot. Please do. That's what I but want. My memory is, want. is terrible. So 
that quarter that you gave, even though you felt bad, oh, I can't give any more. Like I get that feeling that you had. But when you said to me, when you said to us how $100 was like a million dollars. So the fact that you decided to give that quarter, like that's a lot for me. Like that quarter to somebody. That was a lot for me. What I'm saying is, yeah, the fact that you, the way you decided to give the quarter to somebody who maybe didn't have. So for most people would be like, oh, it's just a quarter. Like I don't even need it. I'm just going to leave it. But I know what it's like yes. to be short 10 so the person, and can't get whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, so the person on the other end, that's the difference between them grabbing that bag of milk for their kids yep. and not. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's not just 25 cents to the people who really need it, you know? Right. My mom right. always says, you can't make that's a dollar it. without that last penny, you know? <laughs> people won't take it. Oh, you're a penny short. It, it, it's true. It's true. I'm so happy you came on here. I love I am you told your story like between you know this wasn't about making you come on and relive everything again it's not about that it was about exactly what you said going from feeling hopeless to hopeful right going from one end to the other and like you said hey if I can learn this anybody can if I can you know look at you like you're the same person you were when back then just people yeah, didn't I'm, see I'm it. No, different. no, you're not. I just learned some stuff. <laughs> and you taught a lot more. I think you learned a lot, but you've taught a lot. Oh yeah. Now it's, you know, when I realized that I could actually do it when the results started happening after I was following directions, oh <laughs> I was like, well, wow, um, I need to help more people do this. I need to help more people feel good. I need to, you know, that's my whole thing. When I speak on stage or I do anything, it's so that people know, again, that it's not just something that happens for other people. Whatever that something is, quote unquote something, it doesn't have to be my something or anybody else. Your something doesn't just happen to other people. Just find it. Find what it is. You're, you're worthy enough for whatever that is. You're great just like you are. And, and you are a gift, like you are truly a gift to the world because nobody else is, is like you. That is my whole thing. And so true. And people used to say that to me and I'm like, what's my one talent? I don't have one. And for years I was like trying to figure out what's that one thing. What's that one thing? What's that one thing, you know? And still today I kind of struggle with it, but I think my one thing is just sharing my heart and not being worried about, because, you know, people say, oh, you're just so crazy. You're just too emotional. And you know what? That's okay. I love that about myself. (laughs) Like it's okay. So even if you're listening and you think you don't have that one skill, you know, it could be something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be this big grand, you know, and in your situation, making people feel sane, that's my gift. And I think that's your gift. The ability to have empathy and see a person for a person, a human with a heart and have no other intention, no, no bad intention, only, only pure intention with, with any human. I think that's a gift and it is acquired because we grow up looking around and we're like, my mama, I remember riding down the road. Oh my gosh, do you see her clothes? Yes. Like, you know, 
these little things build us up as we're kids and we're whatever, but we get to decide there's a point and that point could be right now for you. It could be, you know, whatever it could have already happened, but there's a point that you get to decide. Do I, do I make a shift or do I keep going with what I was programmed with? Cause that's the way I view it. We're programmed from the moment we're born. And that's, that's why we make certain decisions. We can change it. We just have to decide mm -hmm. true. to change, it. To change it. It's like there's this invisible line, you know, and so many people, yes. so many people are stuck on one side and I'm like, guys, I was there. You know, if you just trust in taking that step, your life is not only going to yep. be more interesting, but it's going to be a little bit less boring and it's going to be, you know, you'll be happier and the people around you will be happier. And it's yep. not just go to yes. work, come home. And like, I lived that life for so long where it was Live like so die. routine and so boring and, you know, but I have people around me that love me. It's like, why am I so miserable? And it's because of yep. me. Yep. You can't find that, you know, with other people. You have to. Outside of you, it's it's inside. Is there anything that we didn't, I know we talked about lots of different things today. I'm going to have to come, have you come back on one day <laughs> to finish, but. We, we've bounced around, but that's what I like. I like just, um, you know, just talking, just a discussion and, and letting it flow where it goes. Because for whatever reason, there was nothing said that wasn't supposed to be. I really believe that. Like I don't do scripted anything when I speak. I, I always go with whatever, whatever is on, whatever comes because that's what's supposed to happen. And so, or to me, that's how I feel. And so I really am just happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. Um, and I hope that, I hope that somebody got something out of it. If one person got something out of it, then, I, then I, it was worth it to me. 100%. Um, I just, I just really, I want to stay updated with the food. Like you got to keep me up to date on that because that, that situation is not, is not cool. I really am sad about that, but I'm glad you told me, um, I'm going to get it more information <laughs> get off of here or something, but, um, I really, I don't know. I'm just honored to be here. And I think that you help more people than you may realize. Um, I listen to the podcast. I, I always feel just warm. There's never anything heavy or wrong. It, I can feel the pureness from you. And I think your listeners can too. And um, that's why I was just happy to be here. So you're going to make me cry. All I, wanted, all I want. I just want people to feel better. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank and you. The last thing that I will say is just be okay being you embrace that your differences your whatever is what makes you you and if you can stay true to you your people your your tribe your support system your whatever the right ones will come to you and be around you and love you and you'll be happy because you'll be being you you'll be you'll my me like it was so long before I could be me. It took me a long time to accept that I was the same person that done all those other things. Okay. But I am, and that's okay. And people love me for that. And they, and they will love you 
for being you. Just, I don't know, just don't be hard on yourself. Love yourself just as you are. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself you love yourself because you are worthy, 100% worthy. And again, I'm just, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. And, you know, you have to remember, you're talking about self-forgiveness and some of those things you mentioned were done to you. So I don't want you to forget that. They were not bad decisions on your part. Those things happened to you. They didn't happen because of you, you know? And yeah, I'm really proud of you. And you should you should be able to, you have to, okay, listen to that episode about taking on compliments, you know? I'm gonna have And receiving, to. <laughs> because... That's the one I avoided. <laughs> you need to learn to say thank you, because I think you, you do need to... It's okay to hear that too. You know, it's okay to hear that you're doing amazing. So keep up all that, all that love and you're giving to the world. And I'm so glad to have met you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope that we can do this soon. Oh, I I just, I just love you. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.